Welcome to the Beautifully Resilient Show, a podcast to where I highlight specific women who have a beautifully resilient story. I am your host, Amanda Licano, and I want to help spark some inspiration and to show others what is possible for you to go after your dreams and desires on your heart. Thank you so much for joining me, and all I hope is that this podcast impacts you in some way. Hello, and welcome back to the Beautifully Resilient Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Licano, and we are back for season two. So as I'm recording this, it's been a long time coming. I was very hesitant on whether or not I should continue with this podcast. I've had a lot going on in my life, personally, and the main reason for this podcast wasn't for my own personal, um, for my for myself, or just my personal gain, or um, it wasn't anything intended for myself. It was actually intended for the guests that I have on. So as I contemplated coming back on here, um, just because of you know life happening, I just had a baby in June. So I had promised to come back in the fall and which now, as I'm recording this, we're at the end of November, I had released, um, you know, the episodes for the fall, which it's actually, this, you know, the end of November, and I wanted to come on a lot sooner and I intended and I, that was my um, promise was to come back um during the fall but this is like later in the fall this is like pretty much a winter now and I wanted to make this a seasonal episode and I feel like I just want to say I apologize because I had promised to come back but then I also was contemplating I was getting in my head and I was like is this podcast even worth it is it worth it for me to continue because it does take a lot of time and effort and hard work to put into this and I do everything myself I edit everything myself I you know write the content and you know and I should hire out and I should do all of that but it's just not in the the books for me to be doing all that right now at this time and and just with how everything is going in my life and so in order for me to continue it would just have to be something that has to be done personally like I have to personally you know put my content out there and record and you know contact my guest speakers that I'm gonna have on and so as I'm contemplating and thinking like is this even worth it are people even listening is this something that's even needed the one thing that stuck out to me the most was like you know it wasn't for my own personal gain or for my own benefit to have this podcast even start it was for the benefit of the people that I was going to have on here as my guest speakers. I wanted to highlight them. I wanted to share their story. I wanted to motivate and encourage other people. It had nothing to do with me. And so as I'm telling myself this, I'm just like, no, I, I need to continue because regardless of if anybody's listening, regardless if anybody cares about me and my and me putting this podcast out there, there might not be that many people that actually care or actually want to listen to this, or actually, you know what I mean, like any of that, but it's not about me, it's about my, the guests, and anybody who 
you know, if they're connected to the guests and they want to say, for instance, listen in and for some reason it inspires and motivates them because they're learning something more about them, learning about their story. That's all that matters to me is just that one impact. And I just want to say for one, a huge thank you. Um, like I said, not more, not for my own gain or for my own benefit, but we've already had over 200 downloads on this podcast. So I am just grateful and fortunate for that because if I, we could have just impacted one person who listened, you know, out of those 200 downloads, if it was just one person that has impacted their life in some way, that's all that that means the most to me is just that. So, so thank you again for those who choose to listen to this. Um, I really just wanted to come on here and just announce the coming back of season two and this season, this fall season. So I'm going to do probably about 10 more episodes, just like how I did for the last season that we were in. And so I'm going to do 10 episodes for this season. Hopefully we could write it out together. Hopefully we could have some great, amazing guests on because I don't want to make this podcast all about me. Um, I am going to be coming on again and sharing my part three to my story, which I still need to finish. And I was going to make that this episode, but I wanted to just kind of just share about what's kind of been going on in my world and the reason behind the delay on, you know, this fall episode, this fall season that I was supposed to have launched back up again a long time ago. And it was a little bit delayed there. So I apologize, one, for that. Um, Two, I just had a baby in June. So another baby girl, I have three daughters now. So my oldest just turned 11 in October. My middle child turned eight in September, and then we just had a baby in June. So um, we've just had a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of life going on, and me trying to, you know, navigate this new life that we have here with another child and being a mom of three girls and and going through, you know, postpartum and all of that. And I just have to admit and put this all out there that it just hasn't been easy for me and I just been through a lot and a lot of ups and downs of course there's it was such a blessing to have our third baby girl and I'm so grateful that you know God brought her into our life and just at the perfect time and, and just it was just something that would that we needed like we that we didn't know we needed but we truly needed as our as a family and um, we really thought our, um, you know, we were really done with kids after we had our second one. We were like, you know, a few years after we had her, we're like, yeah, we're done. We're set. We're good with the two girls. We don't want, my husband was like, no, if we have another one, it's going to be another girl. And what do you know? <laughs> and I told him, I was like, you, you spoke too soon. You shouldn't have said those words because, you know, sometimes what you do say and put out there ends up happening. So that's what I told him. So just to um, let you all know, I do wanted to share my part three to my story, but I have to say there's a lot that I've been through in my life that I don't feel too comfortable putting it all out there I mean I'm going to put most of it out there a lot of things that I've gone through and, and just the resilience that I have because I I truly know this not being like to sound like arrogant or 
like boasting about myself, but I truly believe that I am resilient for that all that I have gone through. And I'm going to give myself my own credit because, um, you know, I feel like I don't get the credit that I should. Um, and a lot goes behind, like the, it goes on a lot deeper than that. And there's just, you know, what the deepness that's in that is just, I, I really can't share and I'm not ready to share I don't know if I will ever share um and it's just because it's just hard for me to share I don't know who's listening to this um and it's just hard for me to share because it has to do with just you know some people in my life that um you know I don't really get as much support or care or encouragement as I would like in my life and just the things that I have gone through in my life, um, it's it's just difficult, and I can't explain it. And I and I don't want to get all emotional, and I don't want to get, you know, I come on here and I'm unscripted again because normally when I do share from my heart and share about my story, it's it's all unscripted. It's just coming from my heart, so it's hard for me to put into words what I'm trying exactly trying to say. Um, especially when it comes to sharing my story, there's just a lot of things that it's hard for me to open up about because, you know, it has to do with a lot of people and a lot of people that might be listening, a lot of people that I'm hurt from that probably don't even really know that they, they, that they're hurting me, you know? And so all that to say, I just know that there's still a lot of hurt deep down in there and I don't know how to you know, fully just, um, fully just describe into, I know there's probably, I know I I really need to get into therapy for one to just to go through the healing process. And I know I need to heal from just certain things, um, you know, trauma in my life and, you know, trauma that nobody even really, you know, probably knows that there's trauma, um, because I don't open up. I'm very quiet and I feel like I get shut down when it comes to talking with people or sharing about certain things. Um, I'm often overlooked or ignored. So it's just a lot of that hurtfulness that I don't know how to express. And so I know I need to go to therapy for that. I know there's a lot of things that I, sh- you know, that I just don't open up to certain people because I don't want to just let my baggage out on others when it's not their theirs to carry you know so all that all that to say it's just you know I'm going to continue to share about my story but I may not open up so much about some other hurtful things that I've gone through in my life that you know it's still sticking with me it's still stinging and I'm still healing from so those are things that I probably won't be sharing about just because I'm not ready yet um so all that to say is after I had my or when I had my third baby girl we named her Alina Solana um she is now at this time she's five months now five months old now um she is such a firecracker she's um her name actually means um Alina means light or a bright she's bright beautiful and Solana means um, sunshine. 
so she's our little sunshine and yes she is she's full of sun she's she's a ray of sunshine she's also a little firecracker she's a gemini baby just like my husband's a gemini um so oh my goodness i just can't imagine like her personality traits are already like shining bright through and um gosh okay so when i had her I delivered her on June 16th, 2022. Um, so the crazy story about that, when I had her at 39 weeks, which is kind of the longest I've ever gone. When I had my first daughter, I was 37 weeks and my old, my middle one was, um, I had her at 38 weeks. So I was not expecting me to go as long as I did, but, but mostly because I was already going through early labor two weeks before I even had her and I actually had I actually got induced because I was going through the, all that laboring and I was just tired I was just frustrated I was upset I was all the emotions under the sun um every time somebody would ask me is the baby here yet how are you doing is the baby there like I you would not even understand with the most two weeks that two weeks span of how many people would DM me and message me and text me and say, is the baby here yet? Is the baby here yet? Is the baby here yet? And it's just like, when you hear that so many times, it just puts you on the edge and you're just like, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear if the baby is here yet. And I just didn't want to deal with anybody. I was just so frustrated that, um, that I just wanted to block everybody away. <laughs> It was just so hard to go through that, especially when you're just in so much pain and, and frustration of, you know, what you're going through and you're just like frustrated because you're thinking that, you know, the, the baby's going to be here, you know, sooner than you thought. And even my doctor was like, when I went, went in for my 37 week check, you know, I was already one centimeter dilated. He had new that I have my kids really fat. My other daughters came so fast and he was like, okay, you're not going to, I won't see you by next week. You're going to have, I'm pretty sure you're going to have her by this week. And so it was always like every time they would come in, oh, you're going to have her by the end of the week. And when she just was not coming and I, to me, I felt like it was because I'm at an older age. Um, when I had my first daughter, I was 22. When I had this one, I was 30, almost 33. So just like 10 years later, it's just, it does a lot to you. And so I just felt like my body just wasn't wanting to do what it's what it needed to do in order to, to deliver, to have, to go into labor. And the funny thing is, is that everybody would say, oh, it's a baby. She's not ready to come out yet. She's just not ready to come out. And I was like, oh no, this little girl, she would hurt me. She, her moves, like she was very active from the very beginning. I felt her very early. She was a little mover. She, she was just nonstop. And everybody would ask me like, and to me, it was like, when I, when I got pregnant with this one, I had two other cousins that had just had babies two or three other cousins we have such a big family and so like literally everybody was would always just somebody's always popping out a baby in our family and so um you know just seeing the other babies from that that are my cousins 
babies, I would see them and they were just calm and chill and good babies. They wouldn't cry. They hardly even made a squeak or a sound. They, they were not crazy all over the place. And as soon as I started to feel the baby move and as she was growing and all of her movements, I feel like she would do somersaults in there. I feel like she was breakdancing. She was like, to me, I'm like, great. This is going to be another dancer, just like her big older sister. And um, like towards that very end, she would like, it would scare me. And I literally had to bring it up to the doctor because I was like, she's, her movements. And literally I had went in, uh, at 38 weeks, I believe was, um, because I thought, you know, I was in the early labor. So I thought it was coming. I, my, my contractions were coming so fast that I was like, okay, it's time. I had went in, thought it was time. I had even thought Nadia was leaking water because it just felt like it. And I had went in and, um, they were like, she had literally that morning, she had moved so suddenly. I don't know what she did, but I felt like I'm like, you know, she was breached before, but then she flipped, you know, head down. To me, it felt like she flipped herself the opposite way, like breached again because of the way she moved. And it hurt so bad. Like it, like I felt like my stomach dropped. I just felt like I just, it was the craziest feeling. And I told my husband, like I screamed so loud. The girls were scared. They were like, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, no. She hurt me so bad. I don't know what she just did, but she just flipped her body around. I went into the hospital that morning and, and they checked and they were like, no, she's, she's head down. She's fine. You know, they checked me and I wasn't even in, in labor. Like I wasn't in, you know, like my contractions weren't even coming quickly anymore. So I was like this little girl, I was like, either she's playing games on me or I don't know what it is, but she was getting irritated from being there she wanted out like I knew she wanted it out and everybody kept saying oh she's just taking her time she wants to stay in there I'm like no this girl was wanting to get out like at 36 weeks 37 weeks so and she just was didn't have enough space in there and so um to end this all to say because I just wanted to give you guys a little insight of my delivery and my story um my birth story but I have to say that this, this last baby was my easiest and smoothest delivery. And I had an epidural with her, which I did not have an epidural with my two other ones. I had them both naturally, no medication, no nothing whatsoever, because I had them so fast. So my first one, uh, literally, I think within six hours, but I had her at Banner, Banner Estrella. And because of the fact that she, when I went into the hospital with her, I was only one centimeter. My mom was like rushing me to go to the hospital, but I wasn't even in, in labor at all. And I had told her, I was like, I think I'm like, something's, I, I don't know. If, to me, it was like my mucus plug that they talk about. She's like, you need to go in when that falls out, you need to go. So like, this is like, okay, my mom's only had one child <laughs> and I was born in 88. So like, I'm like, really like, are you serious? So I go in. And sure enough, luckily, I think it was just my mom's intuition knowing that I had to like go in and I was leaking water a little bit. So, and my mucus plug did come up, but I was leaking water. So they kept me, but I literally had to walk to the hospital for a whole hour. That's when the contraction started to come. And so when the doctors put me in, got me in my own room, they asked me if I wanted an epidural. And I had said, yeah, I, I do eventually. It's just, I want to, like, I don't know. 
to see how long it'll like how long I can go if I can go without it then I'll try but if not I'll I'll want it so they told me okay well the anesthesiologist won't be here until um 6 30 in the evening and this was like I don't know 12 o'clock because I got in the hospital like around 11 so it was like 12 or 1 and I was like what like okay but me thinking that I might have been being labor that long I didn't know it was my first time so I literally they came the, the anesthesiologist came in at 6 30 and I was I was ready I was like yes I want to get an epidural I was ha like having a lot of pain and I was like yes I, I want it my husband didn't want me to get it for some reason and my mom was like I had you natural you can do it so me thinking like okay you know what they come in and I was like yes I need the epidural like I want it so he comes in they're like okay we gotta check you first you're already like nine ten centimeters it's time to push there's no way you can give your epidural now and I'm like what so yeah I ended up having to have her natural my second one on the other hand she came fast too but um I just decided because of the fact that I had my first one natural like if I had her natural I can do it naturally with this one my husband was re really scared of the epidural and it affecting my back. Um, I still have back problems anyways, regardless before having my third. And um, I have like five um, herniated discs. I don't even know, like probably just from being a hairstylist. Um, but anyways, so I didn't have an epidural with either one of them. And so when it came to this one, I was like, yes, I am not going through. My second was like my hardest labor ever and it wasn't even long but it was just my hardest I even had to hold her in because my doctor was not there yet that's why with this one he was like no call me immediately I have to be there because she has them so fast which he was even scared that I was gonna like pop her out with him but not even being there <laughs> so and that's why he was like if anything just rush to the hospital get there like for any little thing go so I was like okay he's he was literally scared I was gonna have her in the parking lot or in my car so when I go in, I asked for epidural and I had to, I was like, as soon as I walk in the door, I want it. So they gave it to me, of course, pretty quickly um, after they broke my water, which I don't understand why they do that before they give me an epidural, which is very strange to me. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. It's, it's very painful. Um, anyways, they still gave it to me afterwards and it was the smoothest. Like it was so fast. I had her, I went in there at four in the morning, I believe it was. And I had her at 1248 in the, in the afternoon and it was the easiest thing. I mean, of course, after postpartum, it, it's so hard. Um, I'm going to share that in another story to come about, you know, postpartum and, and how that's been for me. But I just wanted to really just come here and share with you guys that this season two is back. And I'm so excited to bring some more guests on here. I would love some feedback to know what kind of guests you want me to share or want me to have, what insight you're looking, like any feedback at all is great. Or I, if I need to pivot this podcast in any way, like I'm really open to that because I feel like podcasts, you know, there's an array of different podcasts and not all podcasts day the way they come on. And I, I want to just really pivot in a way that is going to really impact other people and it's going to be really great for other people. But besides all that, um, yes, the newborn stage with that baby has been so hard and, and it's still really hard right now. She's five months old, going to be six months before Christmas. And 
it's been hard. She's been, she's a hard baby, I have to say. And honestly, when I look back, all of my girls were hard. They were all hard. Um, and so I was like, I just wanted an easy, calm, chill baby. Like, no, she's feisty. She is, she was very colicky in the very beginning. She was very just hard. And I think what it is too is my age and the fact that I have two other children now that make everything a lot more harder and everything that I'm dealing with and everything that I have on my plate. So I apologize first and foremost if I get behind on this podcast. I don't want that to happen, but I apologize. And if I do, if I am behind, um, it's a little bit more difficult for me to coordinate schedules with the guests that I have on because of the fact that my schedule is very limited on when I can come, when I can record with having, um, you know, with having the baby and she's crying currently right now. So I just want to take the time. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. Please rate and review. And I look forward to this season and, and for you listening on to the rest of the episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me more, you could find me on social media at Amanda Ligano. And if you got any value out of this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would leave a five-star review, rate, and subscribe. See you next time.